Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. All right, Todd, question today is this. What was the first threat to the gospel? This is a fun question because I, I think I'd make the case that the very first threat to the actual gospel, the good news, the evangelon, the, the message of salvation is, is probably the biggest threat today. Um, but we can prove it biblically and let's kind of answer this question as much as we can with scripture. So um, the very first church council, church councils have been uh, convened throughout history. Whenever there was a controversy, a threat, uh, a heresy, a choice that people were making that was beginning to have some notoriety that folks were embracing that was gonna pull people away from the truth because truth sets people free. And so what happened is every now and then church leaders would get together at Chalcedon, at Dort, at other places and say, we're going to figure out what we agree is biblical truth. The Council of Nicaea was another big one. Okay, so the very first one that ever happened is in Acts chapter 15. So what happened was Paul just made his way through his very first missionary journey and in return, he was giving a report of the fact that the gospel had gone out to the Gentiles, kind of in Asia, throughout Asia, in the same way that it had first broke forth in Jerusalem. And it says in Acts 15.1 that some men came down from Judea or other parts outside of Jerusalem and began teaching the, the church that was there, the brethren, that unless you are circumcised according to Moses, you can't be saved. These men were later called Judaizers, or um, it was what's commonly referred to in the entire book of Galatians as the Galatian heresy, because these guys had followed Paul around on his first missionary journey and had threatened people that if you don't become Jewish in practice in every way, including with the physical mark of circumcision, you can't be saved. You're saved by Jesus plus something. You're saved by works as much as faith in Christ alone. What's really interesting, this was um, really fresh in my mind because right now we're teaching through the book of Philippians. And so we'll put a link to the message that we expound on some of this. And in um, Philippians chapter 3, verse 2, Paul says, beware three times. Beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of, and depending on your Bible translation, it might say the mutilators of the flesh or the false circumcision. So what is Paul referring to there that the church, the very first church in all of Europe, which is the church in Philippi, what was the biggest threat to them that he said, beware, beware, beware of these guys who say that they're messengers of God, but they're really a nuisance, rabid threats to the public health, dogs. Okay, they're not workers of good, they're workers of evil. And they are not here to make your flesh more beautiful in God's eyes, but they are mutilating the beauty of what God intends there. So um, interesting, that, that word that he uses in uh, Philippians 3.2, where it says the false circumcision, he uses another word, also translated circumcision in Philippians 3, where Paul says, we, the people who brought you the true gospel, are the true circumcision. But the words are different. Even though it says circumcision in two and circumcision in three, the words are different. The one literally means um, to take down and tear away and destroy the flesh. The other one means to make the flesh and work through the flesh to have the appearance of more beauty in effect. So the false circumcision, the mutilators, were the very first threat to the gospel. Um, it's interesting, I'll just tuck this in right here for folks who want to learn their Bible. Uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 1, it, it's talking about who can serve in the temple of the Lord. And it says, interestingly enough, no one who is emasculated, 
it means literally crushed testicle. Uh, no one has his male organ cut off, can serve in the assembly of the Lord. Now, why is that in there? Because God's clearly trying to teach something. And what he's saying is, people who represent me need to be the kind of people I intended to create. And somebody that probably through some pagan practice and some perverse ideas felt like the pursuit of holiness was to deal with their maybe uh, sexual urges by crushing their testicles. God says that's not the way to deal with sexual urges. The way to deal with all your urges in life that are not um, consistent with my will is to deal with your sin. How is sin dealt with, Adam? Not by some false mutilation. It's only dealt with through the provision of Jesus Christ, your reconciliation to God, and the ability of the Spirit of God to conform you into his image. The very first threat to the gospel was that there was something other than Jesus that could make you righteous or even help you live rightly. And that, that threat is still there today. It absolutely is. It's the number one threat. In fact, you know, take it away from the Judaizers. In, in the 16th century, there was this reformation that the church itself, the, the, the Catholic church, okay, the Roman Catholic specifically, the Roman expression of the universal church, um, there were some people that were parts of that church that felt like they needed to say, hey guys, uh, it's faith alone that saves. It's the word of God alone that is truth. It's not tradition plus the word of God. And uh, there were several other cries of the Reformation, but bottom line, anything that says that you're saved by any deed of righteousness or any external performance, and not that there aren't works that we do in response to the gospel, but anytime you start to add something you do to what Christ has done as a means to make you the man that God wants you to be or the woman God needs you to be, it's an offense, okay? If, if there's something we can do to be saved apart from the crucifixion, why be crucified, Paul writes to the Galatians? Why did Jesus go through that? Well, we are saved, the scripture says very clearly, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the spirit, by grace through faith alone, we are saved. So the very first threat to the gospel was anybody who said, your flesh can accomplish something that makes you righteous in God's eyes. And the very first church council, the council at Acts 15, where Peter spoke, the brother of Jesus, James spoke, and Paul spoke, dealt with the dogs, the evil workers, the false circumcision who said, do something to get saved. Yeah, and we still need that reminder. Oh, I do, because I always default to one of two heirs. One, uh, I need to do this to submit a resume, or because Christ died for me, and we should talk about this, these are antinomious, because uh, Christ died for me, I'm gonna keep doing whatever I want because my sins are already paid. Those are two false responses to the beauty of the gospel. Such a good answer. Thank you so much, Todd. Check out the show notes for the link to the message that he was talking about. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next time.